Hello 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 welcome to another episode of the Power Pundits podcast this is episode number 9 and in this episode i'm going to tell you a story last week's podcast was about acceptance and this week i'm going to tell you a story about a king and his jester and the conversation they had about acceptance my name is avinash also known as the power pundit i publish a new podcast every friday at 6 pm eastern standard time My email ID in case you want to reach out to me is thepowerpundit@gmail.com that's t h e p o w e r p a n d i t @gmail.com Once upon a time there lived a great king he lived in a great kingdom and a palatial palace a grand palace If you were to have been there at that time you would see vast gardens filled with blooming flowers you could really smell the fragrance as the roses the lilies and various other perfumed flowers blossomed you would see that the king had placed peacocks in his gardens for beauty there were vast shallow ponds purely for aesthetic purposes and you would have seen a bunch of swans swimming around a few ducks playfully frolicking in the water if you were to have traveled to another part of the palace you would have seen the king's animal shelter the king greatly prided himself with the variety and the quality and the breed of the animals that he had vast stables filled with elephants another section filled with black stallions that was his personal favorite in his private chambers inside the palace the king kept a few turtles just for entertainment and just because he liked turtles At another side of his palace you could see a vast pond and this one was filled with decorative fish being an ardent admirer of aesthetic beauty the king made sure that even the external walls of the palace were decorated and to do this he grew vines and creepers all around the external walls so much so that the outside walls of the palace looked more like hedges rather than protective walls The only thing that made it seem like this was a formidable kingdom was the cannons that protruded every few feet from the green-colored walls of the kingdom. The king took great pride in taking care of his palace, in taking care of his kingdom, in taking care of his people. He was especially committed to ensuring the welfare of everyone in his kingdom. If you were to walk around in his kingdom outside the palace, you would see happy people, smiling people. people of all trades going about their daily business with a smile on their face with a sense of contentment the king often used to walk around in his kingdom many times without disguise and he was so unassuming and so welcoming and so approachable that the people of his kingdom had no hesitation had no feelings of being starstruck when the king walked among them when the king was among them he was one of them when the king was in his court conducting the daily business then he was a fearless leader he was a powerful military leader he was a sound tactician he was known to take far reaching decisions he was known for his ability to see into the future and do what was required now such was the kingdom and such was the king and such was the environment that he had created in his kingdom yet there was something bothering the king in the deep recesses of his mind there was something that was poking the king like an annoying thorn 
and the king didn't know what this was one day he was feeding the swans and as he was feeding his swans it hit him the king looked around he looked at his palace he looked at the kingdom everything was picture perfect the king thought to himself i have created this kingdom this palace i have worked for my people in such a way that i don't see anything more for either the kingdom or for me the king knew the thought that was worrying him was this strong people strong leaders strong kingdoms survive for some time but then they eventually give rise to weak leaders and the king was worried about this with this thought in his mind he went about his daily duties at the end of that day the king went to bed with a little bit of a worry in his mind and he decided that the best way to get rid of this worry is to distract his mind so the next morning the king announced that i am going for a hunt today the king climbed up on his prized black stallion and with his pack of hunting dogs went away into the forest to do a day of hunting the hunt was just about to begin the king was just outside his kingdom just entering the forest when suddenly a porcupine passed by in front of his horse the horse reared up and tried to attack the porcupine the horse stamped its feet on the ground in an attempt to crush the porcupine's head but we all know what happens when a big strong animal tries to take on a porcupine all the porcupine had to do was walk backwards so the porcupine walked backwards and the quills on the porcupine's back as it walked walked backwards poked the horse right in its leg the horse reared up threw the king off now the horse was mad so the horse stomped at the porcupine again only to have a few more quills deeply embedded into its flesh soon the porcupine ran away and the horse gave up knowing that the more the horse attacked the porcupine it was the horse that was getting damaged that was getting hurt and not the porcupine so the horse stopped the king looked at this he looked at the horse and he saw that there were four or five quills protruding from the horse's two front legs the king decided to call it a day this was not the right time to go for a hunt anyway the previous day he had had a bad day so he called it off he took the horse he took his hunting dogs he called off his ministers and said let's go back he went back to the kingdom in the evening as the king sat in his chambers he ruminated about this incident he was feeling so upset that yesterday i had this bad thought about what about the future of my kingdom and today when i was about to go on a hunt i had this thing happen with the horse he became really upset knowing that the king would benefit with some nice company the king called for his court jester the court jester was a atypical court jester in the sense the jesters of the other kingdoms they were comical and funny but they were also stupid they would do slapstick comedy like throw eggs on each other's faces trip and fall over or at least pretend to trip and fall over and make desperate but really bad attempts at making the people of the court laugh but the king's jester he was different the king chose this jester one from his long term vision and two because he really understood people 
The king saw in this jester that his sense of humor came from profound wisdom and not from a desire to make other people laugh. The jester was funny because he was himself. He was not trying to be someone else to try to make people laugh. He was just himself. And in him, the king saw that a sense of humor is something that everybody has. Among all the people in his kingdom, the king found only the jester to be courageous enough to have the sense of humor stem from wisdom and also appreciated the humility of the jester to accept the position of a court jester, which is a lowly position, even though the jester had such profound wisdom and such a great sense of humor. So the king spoke to the jester in his chambers. He said, I had this really bad thought yesterday about the kingdom. But what about the future of the kingdom? About how strong leaders give rise to weak leaders? About how strong kingdoms give rise to weak kingdoms in the next generation? I'm really worried about that. And today also, when I went to the hunt, my horse was suddenly injured. He was my prized stallion. I really wanted to go on this hunt to take my wine away from all the worry that was happening. And even that didn't happen. What should I do? Can you help me out? He asked the jester. So the jester told the king, Dear king, it's not about the worry. Please notice that worry is just a thought. Just like you have had a thought about the future of the kingdom and this time it was a negative thought. Last week, you had such a great positive intention for the kingdom which you shared with all the people of the, of the kingdom and they all appreciated you for that. A thought, dear king, is just a thought. The thing is, when it's a good thought, when it's a positive thought, when it's a thought for growth and progress, we say that thought aloud and then we forget about it. But if it's a negative thought, then we stick on to that. We hold on to that thought because the mind inherently likes negative things. So the king asked the jester, why does the mind like negative things? Well, dear king, the mind likes negative things because the mind keeps us safe by constantly being on guard, by constantly worrying about things in the future. Instead of attaching too much meaning to good thought last week and the bad things that happened this week, look at it this way. Both good thoughts and bad thoughts gave you a result. Look at the result that you have. Both those thoughts asked you to come and talk to me about this. And in response, I would say that the key, dear king, is in acceptance. When you accept the thoughts that you have, either good or bad, it makes things a whole lot easier. Did you not accept that your horse is not in a good condition today to go on a hunt? Yes, the horse definitely was not in a good condition to go on a hunt. I did not want to push the horse beyond his limits. Yes, so if you can accept it for the horse, what makes it so difficult to accept your own thoughts and just acknowledge them as thoughts? Good or bad is the meaning that we attach to thoughts. The king was intrigued. He asked the jester, so what's next for me? The jester said, dear king, from now on, notice the thoughts that you have. Just notice. If possible, notice that you're having thoughts. When you're noticing that your mind is in thought, in useless, circular, repeating patterns of thought, when you just notice that, that's enough of a signal for your mind to come back into the present moment. 
And the first step for you to begin noticing those thoughts is to accept the thoughts as they come. Not accepting the thoughts is like trying to rearrange the clouds in the sky. It just doesn't work. It's much easier if you accept thoughts as they come. So the king said, okay, tell me more. Well, an extension of this would be accept people and situations as they are. Just as you would accept your own thoughts as they are, accept people and situations as they are. This gave the king a little bit of peace. He went to bed that night a peaceful man. He slept well. But the next morning, there was another surprise waiting for the king. The king's spies sought an audience from him. So the king sent away all his ministers from the court, all the people from the court. The spies told the king about this great kingdom from a faraway land. They spoke about the virtues of this kingdom. They spoke about the precious stones that lined the streets of this kingdom just for beauty. They spoke about the exotic animals that roamed the forests of this kingdom so freely. They spoke about the people. They spoke about their clothes and the way the clothes, the way the people presented themselves in this kingdom. Everyone seemed so rich, so wealthy and so prosperous. The kingdom seemed so stable and so secure. They went on extolling the virtues of the kingdom to the king. And soon the king found himself feeling a little uneasy about it. The more he heard about the kingdom, the more uneasy he began to feel. He soon dismissed the spies and with a pensive mind went back to his chambers, trying to understand what was this strange feeling that he was feeling. He called his jester and spoke about this incident. The jester said, Dear king, that is nothing but jealousy. You see, as the spies kept on telling you about the other kingdom, you built up the other kingdom in your head. Did you know really that the other kingdom is more wealthy and more prosperous than your kingdom? Do you know what the evidence is? Do you have the facts? No, I don't, said the kingdom. You're right. I have been building up the other kingdom in my mind. So what should I do next? The king asked the jester. To which the jester replied, Dear king, look at it as a fact. Look at the information that the spies gave you and decide where you want to put the full stop from the information that comes at you. You see, dear king, most of the problems that all the kings I have worked with before is the kings do not know where to put a full stop with the information that they receive. They receive an information and they continue to listen to what other people have to say. And what happens in the king's mind is this information keeps getting built up into fantastical and imaginary scenarios. And when this happens, it soon gives rise to jealousy. And that jealousy is the reason for many of the wars that have been happening. So what should I do instead? asked the king. To which the jester replied, Dear king, there is an ancient teaching. Accept information as it is. Look at it as fact. Another way of looking at it is, stay in the present moment. What does that mean, stay in the present moment? Dear king, when you look at facts, when you look at information as only facts or information as only information and don't build it up too much and you decide where you want to put your full stops, that is staying in the present moment. That is giving the information and the messenger its true value. The best acknowledgement that you could have given to those spies was to simply listen to that information 
accept it and then ponder for a minute as to what you want to do with that what you did instead was go off on this giant story of how great that kingdom is and even worse of how that kingdom is so much better than our kingdom which is where all this problem came from you see dear king the problem begins in the mind and only the mind can put a full stop and stay in the present moment notice how it says stay in the present moment not go to the present moment or come to the present moment but stay in the present moment dear king we all have the ability to stay in the present moment this gave the king a little bit of peace and he went to bed with a little bit of peace that night he slept fitfully but better than the previous days the next day it was a usual day for the king and the king started his court with the usual day's proceedings there was not much to be done everything was going smoothly so once the king was done with the routine activities of his day he called his ministers to his side and said dear ministers i have had these thoughts i have had these revelations and i have seen a few ups and downs over the past week i wanted to share them with you and the king shared what had happened in the past few weeks soon the ministers one by one began praising the king they went on appreciating the king for his openness of mind for how deep rooted he was of how humble he was how great he was of how far reaching his vision was of what kind of a great leader he was of how he was an inspiration for so many people of how there had never been a king like him before and there never would be in a long time to come the king felt good for some time the next day the same thing happened again this time the ministers continued to talk about the king and now instead of talking about the king himself just to praise the king they talked about all the achievements that the king had done about all the wealth that his kingdom had accumulated and this went on for a few more days because the ministers were having a lot of fun praising the king because they knew and they could see that what they were saying was having a positive effect on the king he began to smile and for the king it felt good because he had not heard praise in a long time this continued for a few weeks more and soon the king began to notice a distinct change in his behavior he began to take decisions a lot less slowly in the sense he would not care the sense of urgency was lost the king would soon postpone important decisions and the king would give importance to other distractions which were not beneficial to either him or his family or his kingdom the king began to slip into a slumber the king began to get very 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 comfortable with who he had become he began to look at his past achievements as his pedestal and on this pedestal he stood proudly but the other people of his kingdom could see that this was fake pride that the pedestal that the king was standing on was not relevant anymore the people needed a future leader a leader that would guide them to the future but here we had a king who was only talking about his past achievements and telling people and proving to people how great he was this time around the jester approached the king and the jester told the king dear king you have become a football of your minister's opinions 
This woke the king up instantly. He said, "What do you mean? I have not been a football of my minister's opinions." "Yes, you have, dear king. A few weeks ago, you were this dashing, dynamic leader who everyone looked up to for guidance, for help, for support. A few words of praise from your ministers for a few weeks, and you've completely changed. You've gone from being that dynamic leader to being a pacifist. You don't." care about the kingdom anymore look at your gardens they are in disarray look at your animals they are dirty look at the wealth in the treasury nothing new has been added over the past few weeks you my dear king have gone into a slumber only because you paid too much attention to what the ministers were saying but what the ministers were saying was true yes it is true however it was true Remember my second lesson when I said stay in the present moment and don't build up on the information that you receive this is what happens when you do not stay in the present moment and you allow the information to be built up and this time around what you've done is also become a football of your minister's opinions this made the king ponder for a bit he knew the jester was right he knew that he could again become the leader that he had always been if only he would pay attention to the jester's lessons so the jester told him again dear king the three lessons are accept people and situations as they are stay in the present moment without attaching too much meaning to the information that you get and third one do not be a football of others opinion Ladies and gentlemen my name is Avinash also known as the Power Pandit I publish a new episode every Friday at 6 pm eastern standard time This week I narrated a story based on the concept of acceptance My email id should you want to reach out to me is thepowerpandit@gmail.com that's t h e p o w e r p a n d i t@gmail.com Till next Friday take a deep breath in and as you breathe out let go